everybody. Welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. This is Holly. And this is Brooklyn. Thank you for joining us. I am the gay girl, and she is... I, I'm the trans girl, right? Maybe. I'm pretty sure I am. Well, today we actually wanted to talk about who wears the pants in the relationship, since that's usually the first question when you see a gay couple, and then... I expect a lot of people ask it when they see a gay couple that comprises of a cis girl and a trans girl. That's true. That's something that I have personally been asked who is what they call the guy, which is kind of a, um, I don't like it when it's being said like that, but they, they will say like, who is the guy in their relationship and who is the girl? And I'm like, we're both the girls. I don't know. Like what you mean by that but i think they're trying to say like what you're wanting to get at like i mean okay so here's how it is she's very girly to the point where she wears makeup and takes hours to put it on and i'm to the point where i'm like here's some foundation here's some mascara let's go takes me like 10 minutes she doesn't even always put it on she like grabs like a little sponge and she like dabs a little bit on the sponge and she'll put a little bit on her face to look real quick and she'll be like let's get out of here yeah. And I'll be like, Holly. She's the kind of person you need to text is gonna be an hour earlier. Like just be like, Hey, it's actually at seven and then she'll think it's at seven, but then when it's taken her a while, you'd be all like, Okay, it's actually at eight and then she'll be like, Oh, we're on time and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and she's the kind of person that when you're like, Oh, let's go to some fancy dinner and doll up, you have to tell her what doll up means. Yeah. Because otherwise, like I said, she'll dab a little bit of foundation on and she'll go. And it's not that she's not beautiful to me, but you do want someone to doll up and look, you know, have a romantic evening. And both of you just doll up and like look beautiful. And she's sticking her tongue out at me now. (laughs) You should see this. Like how, how horrible. This is mean. She literally had to teach me when I was 30 years old how to put makeup. What eyeliner was. And she had only known how to do it for a couple years. Did not grow up doing it. And me, I grew up, had the opportunity to do it. But I just, I wasn't about that lifestyle. That's okay. She picked it up. She got, uh, she does eyeliner now. She does mascara. She does foundation. Um, still no blush, but she does do her brows a little bit. She, um, for our wedding, she got her brows done for the very first time. So, and she was like, I don't know if I want to do that again. And I'm like, whatever, that's fine. Whatever you want to (laughs) do. Yeah. And then I'm not huge into wearing dresses and skirts. You'll catch me every maybe blue moon. I'll have like a skirt or a dress on. So, literally, I am the pants wearer. And I am literally the dress or skirt wearer. And I don't know. I mean, there might be certain aspects where maybe you could say I wore the pants. Certain aspects, I think most of the time, I think maybe you might be the one that's considered to be the one with the pants on. Wearing the pants, right? Um, I mean... I don't know it's kind of hard like when it comes to like actual man labor we kind of split that like I'm the one that mows weekly and she does the laundry weekly 
But when it comes to fixing cars, that's more my forte. But when it comes to doing like house things, like fixing the fence or checking a fuse or something, that's more Brooklyn's forte. And she's really good at doing the tile. Oh, yeah. And she's really good at repairing the vehicles. She ended up replacing the alternator in my vehicle. Um, wasn't that... Was that over winter or that was that was over summer, right? It was really hot yeah. outside. I remember that. And it was, I don't know, the YouTube video, of course, was maybe 10 minutes. And for us, was an all-day, all-night ordeal because I was out there struggling with my tiny muscles to unscrew something. And yes, Brooklyn is still a bit naturally stronger, but she does she did work out and she has a very active job. So when she came out and helped me, I'm a very petite woman, so she quickly got something done that I was struggling with dear. She's life. tiny Holly. Yeah. I can I, I remember leaving to go to AutoZone to get a part that she needed and she was like, Okay, I'm gonna get this off. When you get back I can do this and I was like, Okay and I ended up driving back and she was sitting there like uh, 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 like sitting there pushing on it and I was like I was like, uh, what are you she, doing? She did have to struggle a little bit, though. She did have to make some grunty noises and do not it for like a little. Yours. But Your, not for hours. Her grunty noises are pretty hilarious. She's kind of like... A like little I piggy. Said, she does. She does that. She's like... <laughs> and then you're like, what is wrong? She's like, I can't get this. <laughs> and I go over there. I'm like, there we go. And you're like, really? It was so awful. But we got it fixed, thank God. Yes, it was, uh, I think, the very first time I ever did an alternator, and it was with Miss Holly over here. It was my first time, too, but, like, I used to be, like, an electrician in the military, so, I don't know, mechanical things kind of come naturally to my mind. But for her, like, I'm not good at, like, measuring and cutting. Like, with wires, yes, you kind of eyeball it, but, like, when it comes to carpentry... Brooklyn's really good at that. Like, she made shelves for the two older boys a few months ago, and they looked really good. Yeah, yeah. For my oldest son, he had a Star, Star Trek ship collection, um, which mm -hmm. the company that does it went out of business, unfortunately. But um, he ended up getting, like, somewhere close to, like, 50 or 60 ships. What was the company? Just in case anybody on our fan base might be. Oh, goodness. Them. I... I I already cannot remember, um, but they are no longer around anyway, uh -oh. which is too bad. I know Paramount actually had an article where they were a little bit disappointed that they couldn't see that um, that model company continue to go on, but that's okay. There's going to be others. There'll be other ships. There'll be other models out there and other collections, and I don't see Star Trek being as something that falls apart, but... Regardless, so we always manage to tie it back to something nerdy or Star Trekky. Star Trekky. <laughs> when it comes to Star Trek, I wear the pants. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the pip. I got the pips. But you wear them definitely when it comes to anime. Pip lock and drop it. You dropping your pants? No, pip lock and drop. I have no idea what that is. Is that outside of my age? It's that. That one song where they're like, something like and drop it. Okay. I, I don't remember what it was. It was that one song. Yep. Don't remember. 
And I don't either. <laughs> uh, My laugh is awful, sorry. She makes fun of it all the time. It's cute. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that was not an actual laugh. That was me making fun of her laugh. <laughs> That's her actual laugh. There you go. No. It's hilarious. No. But anyway, so we digress. Um, some other aspects... We kind of share the house cleaning. I actually do have fun cleaning, though. For me, it's a stress reliever. Like, I like seeing things clean. It just, it makes me happy. I'm that sim. If you ever played The Sims, that if I am dirty, I'm not happy and I get super grumpy. Like, I actually get grumpy if the house is really dirty. And, I don't know. We both split the cleaning, but I think I'm kind of more the one that gets a little bit more detailed with the cleaning like I actually get on my hands and knees and do the trimming around like the walls often I don't know I like to have a clean house I think it's more of a, a mood thing um, I'm someone that gets more of the um, ha it's happy clean time filling and everything when I got music on and you are you do it when you're happy but if you're not happy you do not clean me I do it out of like objective like we got to get this done or I've had a really long day at work I'm just gonna do some cleaning so I can look at a nice clean counter and feel better Thank you. yeah I don't know I um I don't know. Um, I guess that's definitely where you wear the pants, because I'm not much of a, a cleaner. I wouldn't be the one that wears the pants if I'm cleaning, because that's more of a, quote, housewife job. Quote. Because now there are also house husbands. Hmm. True. I actually have a few friends that are house husbands. So, let's see. Other pants things. Well, let's say finances. When it comes to finances... It's not really a pants thing because different cultures I I've read I don't I don't know how to sound pretentious with this but I don't know like in Japan the woman is in charge of the finances but it doesn't mean she's the man of the house kind of thing but like in America back in the I don't want to say the old days but you know a few decades ago it was usually the man that was in charge of the money stuff so if we're going off of that aspect well I think we both kind of share, we kind of confer with each other who's going to spend what or what we're going to spend it on. And Brooklyn is Googling something. I am looking. I want to know what the exact definition of wearing the pants in the family is. Because I want to get this. I, I'm just very curious. I think it's the one that like makes all the decisions and does all the like manly stuff. Well, it says, okay, so this is the definition, and this is a definition, um, let me see here, I'm going to get it out of the free dictionary, this is uh, www.idioms.thefreedictionary, um, so this is where the quote, where's the pants in the family, um, to have the greatest amount of authority or control in one's family. The phrase is often applied to a woman, <laughs> contrasting the fact that the pants were historically only worn by men, oh. who were also traditionally the decision makers within the household. Yeah. So, I mean... So that was kind of our 
Central. We're doing good on sticking on point with that, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. No, I just was curious. I was like, where did it come from? Like, what in the world? Where did this... How did this start, you know? Like, where do people get the... The pants? Yeah, like... Yeah. I mean, I got the whole idea that it guy... You know, it was a guy thing, but I just didn't understand Fun that. fact, the pants... Women wearing pants was primarily due to bicycles. Women needed an attire other than a corset and a dress that you could hardly move in. And when bicycles came on the rise, pants came on the rise for us. And... Thus, women began becoming equal. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I like to ride my... Actually, I rode my rollerblades yesterday. It was a pretty pleasant ride. I was trying to complete a challenge in Pokemon Go, and I needed three more kilometers. So I just... I hadn't skated in a while. I thought I was going to fall, but I did pretty good. Made it there. Knocked out a gym. Conquered the world one skate at a time. And Brooklyn is Googling something else. Oh, I was just, I thought it'd be fun. Um, when were the very first pants ever created? In what country? Ever. Like, when, when, when did you first see pants in history up here? Back in, well, actually, didn't men, men used to wear skirts and dresses and robes. Uh, I'm still wanting to say BC. Hmm. No, you're correct. It is BC. It's uh, they said the pants were adapted um, by the Persians of modern Iran around the fifth century BC. Oh, so that was wow, quite some time ago. Only five centuries before Christ, though. That's crazy. It took that long to make something that would protect your lower region from things a lot better and they said that uh, a lot of people came over to the west uh, mostly America um, most of them didn't wear pants and that it didn't become a thing until um, western culture brought in equestrian warrior cultures from uh. Asia is what started creating more of a... Which means horse battles. Yeah. Cavalry. Which is weird because, like, the Romans, they were really big, and the Egyptians on, like, their chariots and horses when, um, what was it, Augusta? Went and merged with them and showed... The Romans showed the Egyptian... Alexandria showed them our culture. Or their culture. I never understood, though, why would the... Why would women not be allowed to wear pants, though? What because made it guys a men have, thing? Guys have a lot of hang-ups on things. You know, even today they do. A lot of guys, not all guys, of course. But it's usually because they're physically stronger. They get to assert whatever ideas they're wanting to assert to feel better that century. But, I mean, like, what is it about pants? I mean, what does it matter? I don't know. I mean, it's just like, pants. Japan, it used to be, like, only men could make sushi yet the women had to cook all kinds of other things i'm like really like really <laughs> it's it's a pretty food but you got to make it your own women can't do it like i just i don't get it i like tradition it makes life fun it makes it not so mundane it's something to keep us connected to our roots and everything but yeah 
I don't know, there's some things where I'm just like, live and let live. It's a sushi roll. Let whoever wants to make it, make it. Let somebody wear pants. <laughs> let them wear the pants in the family for a change. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? What else is a big thing that would be considered wearing the pants in the family? Mm. Over time, that has definitely changed a lot. Let's see. Um, I mean, obviously work. Leaving your house yeah. to work has been like a big one. And that's something that I think, you know, has changed, especially. I, I know it, like, became a huge thing after World War II. Um, so, well, during World War II. Or, right, during World War II. And a lot of women stayed uh, at their jobs, which was really nice. For a lot less pay. But they didn't wear the pants in the family still, did they? Well, when the husbands were gone, they had to. They were the ones... I had to discipline the kids while the husbands weren't able to come home and discipline them. So the kids started seeing their mothers as more an a, more of an authoritative figure. And I think that also helped get more equality and stuff for women. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that probably really took off maybe in the 60s or 70s. Which would have been those kids. In the during World War Two, those kids would have seen their mothers leading the way, going to work, disciplining, loving them. They were doing dual roles. I think, honestly, I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Seeing that even little boys would see their mothers being able to do what Daddy does or did while Daddy was gone. Yeah, it's too bad that there are still way too many people in this world that believe that it is still just a man's job just anything could be a man's job only and i mean you can say the same thing back the other way around i mean it's too bad that there's a lot of women out there that believe that they are the only ones that can do certain things like cleaning yeah i hear girls complain a lot that guys aren't very good at cleaning which i do know that are you complaining are you one of them? <sighs> I I honestly, yeah. I mean, some guys are very, very good cleaners. Like, I knew some really good cleaners when I was in the military. But I think the, I don't know, I kind of feel like the scale is a little tilted on that one. But at the same time, more guys are usually better at physical things, like carrying heavy stuff. And it's more skilled for them, because a lot of girls like to play dainty. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Do you think a lot of girls typically like the idea that they don't have to wear the pants in the family? Mm. Or do you believe that there are men out there that wish that they didn't have to wear the pants in the family? Those are those battles of, honestly, I feel like it comes down to the chemicals in your body. It's the testosterone, the estrogen, all the hormones. We don't even understand all of that. Yes, it is some sociology and our culture and how we were raised and what we were raised around. There are some cultures where women are the matriarchs and they're in charge of everything. So I honestly cannot speak for, I mean, I can't speak for the world because we're all very, very different. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, going into um, a different generations as we continue to move forward, there are a lot more men that do kind of like the idea of not having to have everything on their shoulders and want to share responsibility with their other halves um whether it be their wives or their husbands um or just their partners 
and that they're not in control of everything. And I think maybe that feels pretty good to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Well, it goes both ways. Some guys want to be in charge. Some girls want to be in charge. Some guys don't want to be in charge. Some girls don't want to be in charge. Hopefully we'll keep going to equality and everybody can either wear the pants or not wear the pants if they don't want to or want to. Did you ever have a point where in your life you're like, I'm going to be, when I get married, I'm going to be the one that has the pants on in the family? No, I think I, my mother is a very strong person and I honestly believe she was the pants wearer. My dad was the one that went to work all the time, but he also deployed all the time. And my mom was the one that was home with us. Actually, that's a, I'm a prime example of seeing my mother be the one in charge of everything. And me being a girl, I think I kind of looked up to her a lot and I joined the military and I've, I've been a, a manager before and I've been in charge of people before and maybe I just kind of come naturally to it and maybe I do kind of enjoy it because I don't know. I like to sit back and watch people do things, but I also, I don't know, I like rounding up people and motivating them and getting stuff done. You know, it's interesting. Um, before I came out as trans, I definitely had relationships um, with other girls. And I, I felt like some of my relationships, there were definitely points where I was the one that wore the pants in the family, of course. And it's kind of nice knowing that, you know, somebody comes to me and looks up to me, even if it's just your spouse. And I don't know if that's a genetic thing, having like the male parts that I do in my brain. Um, but it's, it's something that I enjoyed. But it's also something that I love that I don't have to do anymore all the time. That I do have somebody that wants to take control of situations and that you are interested in doing some of the work. You're interested in doing some of the hardcore stuff. You want to get your hands dirty. You want to do some of the punishing for the kids that need to be done. You want to do the things, some of the big decisions. And I can sit back and not have to worry about it as much. Yeah, we definitely, I don't know, our relationship, we're, I think it comes down to a personal thing, but we do a really good job of kind of just, whoever, balancing. We're, yeah, we're balancing. whoever feels it more naturally, it kind of just flows into who's going to like lead in this certain area. And I think that's how a relationship should be. Um, wherever your strong points are, wherever your, um wherever you're uh, trying to figure out where I'm going with this wherever your strong points are wherever your feelings are towards whatever you're working on um, your strengths I guess it's also strong points um, yeah um, yeah and if you can't find that space but you really love someone and care for someone then I mean I mean there's times where we both kind of want to lead and take charge on something and there's times where neither of us want to but you kind of just gotta love whoever you're with enough and be like hey I really feel this way you really feel this way like what can we do 
to compromise. Yeah, like sometimes maybe just give up and be like, you know what, you go ahead and do it. I don't need it that bad. Or sometimes just be like, let's do it a little bit your way, and then we'll do it a little bit this way and see if maybe that's a good idea. That's a good point. So I think it comes down to we get back to our original question, who wears the pants in the family? I don't see one wearing the pants more than the other, but we definitely are lucky enough to be able to share that responsibility pretty equally. Yeah. And sometimes we, I think we both at, at times do forget that it's okay to share the responsibility, but in the end of the day, we both take that role on pretty, pretty nicely, fortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, she doesn't have ladies' days like I do, so when I really want those pants days, at least we don't have two people really wanting those pants days at the same time, that definitely helps. I bet it does. That's one nice perk to our relationship. However, I wish I did. Wish I had that ability, but that's okay. I keep telling her she's very, very lucky not to, but I understand she wants the full package. I do. It would be nice. If I could give it to you, I would. I'd love to wear a cis lady pants any day of the week. (laughs) There's that laugh again. Did you all hear it? No. (laughs) Why? Um, so, yeah. That is the whole pants discussion. If you guys have questions, I guess... Just hit us up on our Facebook page when a gay girl meets a trans girl and we'll answer some more of those questions on our next session or maybe we'll chat with you on Facebook, whichever we come to first. Or if it's a really interesting topic, then we might make it a whole nother subject on here, another segment. Yeah, we'd love to hear what other people, especially ones that have similar situations, Um, you know, cis male, cis with that's with a cis male or a cis male with a trans male there you go Uh, hey opposite of what we are right here um i actually don't know anyone in that situation i have a few friends that are trans males that have said that they were gay before they knew they were trans but then after they started the hormones they actually found themselves becoming attracted to cis males but that's another subject that i'd love to talk to someone with that is in that situation yeah so just uh um leave some comments in our on our facebook page we'd love to get kind of a discussion going on that let us know what you think let us know what situations you're in i'd like to hear whether or not you feel like you wear the pants in the family do you like wearing the pants in the family do you prefer that your other half wearing the pants in the family do you like the fact that they wear the pants in the family and we could go it could go anywhere with it and i would love to see what everybody's um, ideas are and it's like holly said we could touch back on it a little bit later and um or if you just want to vent about it we'll totally listen and we'll try to help you definitely you can vent all you want just go on and on and on write a paragraph but we'll be there for you yeah we got you well we um that is it for this segment we are going to go ahead and move on to our next segment here which after talking about it we're going to kind of crunch it down not make it into so many segments 
I kind of would like to keep a game segment and then uh, just talking about, I don't know, whatever nerdy. Yeah, I mean, we have some ideas here. Alrighty, well, we'll get back to you. Alright, so we're back. Um, so I want to talk about, since we are a gay girl and a trans girl, I wanted to, I guess, kind of bring it back home with the nerdiness to the gayness. Um, so I think I'm going to recommend games that have some homosexuality in them because it's kind of nice to see like ourselves and things and know that we're not as taboo and that people do see us as just like everybody else. Now is this um, homosexual homosexuality in the game or is this uh, the creators of the game that are in the game in the game? Yeah. Okay. Um, which is also good that way. Like if you guys need some comfort or something, I don't know, you can play the game and kind of get to enjoy being playing a little bit more as you which i don't know just relating to it kind of feels nice and makes you happier um but the first game i wanted to do was stardew valley which i don't know how you wouldn't have heard of it if you're a gamer but if you haven't stardew valley if you've ever played harvest moon it was a farming game and you kind of get to know everybody in your town and then you build up those friendships and relationships and if you're a guy you had to marry a girl but stardew valley has it so if you're a guy you can actually get to know guys and form relationships with them or if you're girls you can form relationships with some of the girls and then you eventually can get married if you want to and you can actually have kids even in a same-sex relationship and you can just raise them like it's a happy little family. Yeah, that game, um, Sturdy Valley is actually one that you got me into a few years back. Uh, I didn't get to play it too much. I know that I have children that are... I got um, them into Stardew Valley. Yes, they are playing it just because of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Tatum likes to play it a lot because of her. And this is the game where she names her chickens after... All the kids. After all the kids. <laughs> so there's a little uh, Carson chicken, a little Caleb chicken, a little Jaden chicken, a little Tatum chicken. Yeah. <laughs> all four of my little ones. <laughs> but um, it reminded me a lot of Animal Crossing, which was another game she got me into. Um, I'm typically not somebody that plays these kind of games where you have the... Um, it's not really... What is that level of play? Uh, like life sim? Well, it's more of where you are cropped from the top of the world. And you kind of watch like a huge map and you play it. I don't third know. Third person? Is it more third it's, person? It's uh, bird eye view. Yes, that, that kind of view. Mm-hmm. So it, it runs along that same kind of view that Animal Crossing does. It definitely has a lot more detail. There's a lot more stories to it. Um, she talked about that game involving a, you were married at one point to a character that ended up being the town drunk, I think. Oh God. Yeah. That game, it, 
uh, it takes you on a journey. You really get to know people. Yes, I married the drunk because in our relationship, I thought he was changing and becoming some changed person that overcame his traumas from his past. And then while we were married, I started finding muddy footprints in my house. He'd be passed out in the middle of the night, drunk by the fridge, just on the floor with the fridge open. He wouldn't help me with my chickens. He wouldn't help tend my farm. I'm not going to tell you who it is, because if you play it, I don't want to spoil it. So, you definitely wore the pants in the family on that game, right? I had to. <laughs> oh, I had to. Oh, that was awful. But you can get divorced, so I actually never divorced him. I just started a new game. Yeah. So, in some alternate world, you guys are still married, and he's still passing out on the floor. and Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, we actually played together, and we were living together in Stardew Valley, so we were in a homosexual relationship in real life and in our game, so it's always really fun to do that, of course. Have your little farm life together. So, did you ever end up, you ended up going back and playing another game? Yeah. And did you end up marrying a girl in a f another one, or did you still marry a guy? No, I was. I married a uh, Penny. Um, Penny is the sweet little librarian girl. Now there is another character, Leah, and she very openly is gay, and she got out of a relationship with uh, another girl. She definitely acts like that artsy lesbian. Like they nailed her perfectly. <laughs> Is she considered butch? No, she's not butch. No? She's got long hair. She dresses pretty girly. I mean, not super girly, but she's just that artsy lesbian you see in a lot of the indie movies. So if you want that one, that's the one to go for. And you've only married the one girl. Penny? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought about Abigail, but I'm like, I don't know, you like to eat rocks? You have to give them things that they like, and I would give her amethyst, and she eats it. So, can you marry any of anyone you want, or do they have to actually pre present themselves as gay at some point in the game? No. Um, some people you can't marry because they're already married, or they're not eligible to be married. Like Pam, you can't marry her, and um, you can't marry anyone that's already married. But of the eligible bachelors and bachelorettes, you can marry whoever you want. So is this a game that you're still playing right now? Um, not right now. I played it for, I got back into it a few months ago for a very long time. I was trying to get a dinosaur. And, I don't know. You were trying to get a dinosaur. You can hatch a dinosaur from your chicken eggs. It's very rare. I did it in the game where I was married to the town drunk. Oh. Yeah. So this is, this is one of the games you'd highly recommend then. Yeah. If you want to enjoy a live sim and actually get to be gay, like, instead of all the a lot of the other games where you have to be hetero which a lot of games are starting to move forward now but i just wanted to name one for someone to try if they haven't tried it yet how long has the game been out ooh it's been out for a handful of years now i 
I was back in my old apartment when that game came out. I think it was 2016? Let me check. Do they still continue to make updates on it as an ongoing game? Um, they did... Yeah, it came out in 2016. Dang, I got a good memory. The publisher was Concerned Ape. Um, oh, and also Chucklefish. But I remember seeing the little Chuckle Blowfish on the beginning of the screen. The updates, actually, I don't think they do them anymore. Are they planning any kind of sequel or anything like that? Or is it just... Yeah, so Concerned Ape was like a... Um, this game was, uh, I forgot what they're called. It was one of those, like, passion games where you create it purely for his love of, like, Harvest Moon and stuff like that. But they're still updating it. It's not huge. Looks like they're gonna add more modding stuff. And as for Stardew Valley 2, I don't have any idea. Oh, wait, yeah, they are having, they're doing a second one. It's, uh, that chocolate factory thing i think so it's a chocolate factory that you're playing in kind of it's gonna be more like i think like halloween kind of like haunted with candy factory willy wonka uh, not willy wonka but you know that seems like a good game that anybody would want to get into especially if they're wanting to play a character that they can be open in and they can run around the world in and not have to worry about um any kind of consequences, real-life consequences or anything like that. Yeah, that's actually very true. You don't have to worry about people hating you for being gay. Like, everybody in that game just kind of loves you, and they don't even, like, think of you as anything different. You're just another happy couple with a family. So, that's actually a really good point and reason to play that game. Yeah. It's a fun game, so I definitely recommend it. What platform is it on? It's on, like, everything. Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, mobile. So go out, go check out that game. I personally recommend it, too. It's not one that I've gotten to play a whole lot of, but it's definitely a game that I consider to be pretty fun to get into. Um, but moving on. So back this last week, we didn't end up getting to talk about this. Do you know what October 11th is, Miss Holly? National Coming Out Day. Are you sure? Did you come out on October 11th? No. Well, you're right. It is. Um, it was actually established by the LGBT community um, so that people can really express who they are. They can, you know, come out and that's going to be the day that they set for themselves as you know them being free them coming out of the closet them opening up to the world um do you know when it was started by chance i have no idea it was started in 1988 that was the first advance anniversary of the second national march on washington for lesbian and gay rights in 1987 so that's wasn't that around the wall that was the the wall right the german wall um it was after that right or during that 
when during the Berlin Wall when yeah. it came down? Wasn't that the big movement for gays? It was right around there, wasn't it? I, that I don't know. Pretty sure. We'll have to fact check that. Something you have to look into. Yeah. So, did you guys do anything fun to celebrate National Coming Out Day? I wish we didn't have to celebrate that day, but it is always kind of good to know that we're progressing, and that's what you got to focus on. Yes. But th- that's another conversation I'd like to have on Facebook. So, if you did anything, if you um, did anything around your around your town maybe you went out to some kind of um lgbtq club or a bar and you they there maybe there was a big party maybe you guys did something with friends or with family um just let us know get on facebook let us know what you ended up doing to celebrate the day that you came out or maybe you celebrated with somebody a friend or a family member that came out for the very first time we would definitely like you to put that on facebook because i think our next discussion is going to be based around coming out for the very first time and what it was like for both of us so if anyone has any questions if anyone wants to know what we felt what we thought that maybe you have questions that we may not uh, naturally come up with for ourselves we would love to hear those from you so if you want to get on our facebook let us know what questions you have for us for our next podcast yeah um when a gay girl meets a trans girl just go look at it and ask anything you want to mention anything we'll take a look and we'll try to address it we'll do our best to answer your questions yeah try to share some of us with you well thank you all for spending this time with us um we are going to be making these a little bit shorter than before than our first episode just as we play around with this we're going to continue to tweak it a little bit add a little bit take out a little bit just kind of make things a little bit more fun for everyone yeah, come enjoy this journey with us as we start to develop this. You'll get to see what we do. You can even recommend, like, hey, I really liked when you did that, or hey, I didn't like when you did that. We'll really form a new gay community. Yes. Maybe we all can meet someday. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl.com and check out our Facebook page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us here from YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.